You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the 4-1 Fibers podcast brought to you as always by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Please download, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Five stars appreciated. Uh, thanks for all the support as we move through the offseason, through our free agency week. Of course, we'll have episodes coming to you twice a week throughout the offseason. Look out for some emergency pods if the 49ers do make a big move as we approach the upcoming NFL draft. Okay, Mark, well, with all of these, you know, kind of issues that we're tossing around or I guess holes and, and areas of need, um, you know, looking at the 49ers depth, like that is now kind of becoming, I, I think a little bit of a question here of, okay, they have a lot of top flight players and a lot of them have earned big contracts for themselves, but now it becomes replenishing that depth, which made them such a force. I would, I would say primarily on defense last year, and in previous years, they have been able to, you know, kind of, I don't want to say find scraps, but find players that they can, with the rest of those stars, turn into valuable and effective players. And, I mean, it kind of touched on it. I believe it starts in the draft, but I think it also is a is a position where the 49ers have so much money tied up in these big boys, and they're going to have even more, more money tied up in Nick Bosa, um, that... I kind of do question if they are a little too top heavy, so to speak. I don't know if they can fault themselves for that, but I think that that's the way I'm beginning to look at them more as we move on. They are pretty top heavy. You're right. Uh, I mean, you look at some of the the cap numbers and the cap hits. I mean, a gigantic percentage. I don't have the numbers in front of me exactly, but a gigantic percentage of the team's cap is dedicated to like five or six players. now, I'd rather have that than not have those five or six players because they those players deserve the money that they're making. They are insanely good. I mean, we've talked about it a lot. The Niners have a top five player uh, at the worst, you know, in every position, basically, other than quarterback and, you know, maybe safety and potentially cornerback. Like, almost everywhere else, they have one of the best players in that position in the entire NFL. And when you have that kind of talent, they're going to make a lot of money and then you're not going to have a ton of space elsewhere. So the reality is, yes, the Niners are relatively top heavy. Um, But it's something that I, that I said earlier, earlier in this episode that we can dive into a little bit more. Um, They have done a good job of identifying who is worth that big money. And they haven't really had an issue letting others walk. And when they have let others walk, Evan, um, I don't remember many of those guys going out and having fantastic careers, fantastic seasons elsewhere that that make Niner fans feel, 
man, if we just held on to that guy. Of course, there are examples. DeForest Buckner is the first one that comes to mind for me. He hasn't been an all-pro with the Colts, but he's still good. And, and that was a trade for the 49ers, not even a decision not to not to you know sign him as a free agent. Of course, it, it was a decision to not give him the money later on. That was a trade for the 49ers, but still, they have done a, a relatively good job identifying the guys that deserve that big money. And, you know, while it's been frustrating at times, they have generally made the right decisions on letting certain guys go. So while they are top heavy, it certainly constricts what you're able to do throughout the rest of your offseason. I think the Niners have shown all of us that one, they've planned for this. I mean, they knew that the Debo Samuel extension was coming. They know that the Nick Bosa extension is coming. They have room for all of those things. And when was the last time a player that was a 49er that they couldn't afford, that they decided to let go, made waves elsewhere? It, it hasn't really happened all that much. Yeah, I, I think the first thing you mentioned is is what stands out in my mind and why I feel okay with this being a top-heavy team is the fact that if you look around at the running back position, the wide receiver position, left tackle, defensive line, linebacking core, you could even make a case at the safety spot. You have top five guys in the league, certainly in the NFC, at all of those positions. And that is also the, a byproduct of having a quarterback on a rookie deal yep. or having two of them in this case because you are allowed to spend that money elsewhere. Like Nick Bosa is going to be making quarterback money. Lamar Jackson got non-exclusive tagged for $32.5 million, <laughs> at least at this point. Nick Bosa is going to be making $30 million plus on his next deal per year. Like he is going to be making that amount of money that could go to a signal caller. So the 49ers right now have, I think, a lot of star power, but it isn't, like you mentioned, it isn't hollow star, star power. Mm. So I, I think that the 49ers are in a position now where they are okay with handing out these contracts because, well, number one, they've none of them have really turned on their own face. Uh, but two, when you're in win now mode, you have to pay. You have to pay premium prices. And you also have to be all right with uh, kind of leaning in to whatever, um, I guess I want to call it, you know, philosophy that you have. And Kyle Shanahan is building it around a, a young quarterback and building it around a ton of players that can beat you from five yards or within the line of scrimmage on offense and beat you at the line of scrimmage on defense. So to me, it, like, it, it comes down to what you believe in as a coaching staff and as an organization, and then leaning all the way in and making those smart choices after, which I think the 49ers have done so far. I am curious to see if there's any regression from some of those big contracts as these guys begin to get a little bit older. Even looking at, you know, George Kittle, looking at um, Fred Warner, guys that are moving into their later 20s and towards, you know, kind of the ends of these big contracts. And also a guy like Trent Williams, who, of yeah. course, every single year we wonder whether or not he's going to retire or not, but continues to play at a high level. If these guys regress at all, if your stars, if your top five players regress at all, that does highlight the lack of depth on your team. That's the only area I see a potential concern for the 49ers moving forward. Yeah, that's certainly a worry. I think the other thing is when you have a roster built like this with all of these stars and with a bunch of your money tied up in five, six, seven players, 
what it does, Evan, is it really challenges, you know, how you build the back end of your roster. And it means you have to hit on some relatively unknown players, whether it is in the draft. It's, you know, drafting a George Kittle in the fifth round. Now, of course, he's making money now. Uh, but when they first drafted him, he was still really good and he was on a rookie contract. It's finding a Brock Purdy in the seventh round. Um, it's, you know, identifying Fred Warner, who quickly became one of the best linebackers in the NFL out of the draft. And then it's like we talked about earlier with some of the guys on the defensive line that left. It's acquiring a Charles O'Menohue from the, the Texans in a transaction that no one even really noticed. And he ended up having really big moments for the 49ers. It's those sorts of things. So having all these stars and this incredible collection of talent is fantastic because you know that you have really great players on your roster, but it makes how you fill out the back end of your roster. And you're talking about the depth, how you find that depth. It makes it that much more difficult because you just don't have as many resources as other teams have and the Niners, they have to be really good at that. Otherwise they won't survive an NFL season because they're bound to deal with injuries. Maybe not as bad as it was last year, at least specifically in the quarterback position. You at least hope that knock on wood, um, but you're not going to get through an NFL season without dealing with injuries at a handful of places. So this type of roster that the Niners have, it means you have to hit, on, you know, the back end of the roster, guys, um, that other teams, you know, maybe are filling with better, more well-known, a little more expensive players. The Niners don't quite have that luxury. So it really challenges the roster construction at the end, the back end of your roster. And the Niners have proven to be pretty good at that, but they're going to have to do it again. Yeah, and also one, one thing that I saw on on Twitter, Nick Wagner of ESPN talking about how you know, sort of the cap plays into this and the 49ers have a little bit more money than than the pre-pandemic and, and even during the pandemic to yeah. spend on their own guys. But of course, that also means that other teams have a lot more money to spend on your guys and your free agents. So that's a reason why I think we're probably also seeing some guys leaving, but also why the 49ers are able to give money um, to their own players, to their own stars and to be able to retain them. And so I, I do think there is to your point, sort of a, a bright future in the sense of if you do hit on those draft picks, the 49ers have shown that they give money properly to those guys. So this year, if one of the 11 picks that's coming up in the draft hits, there is a good chance that that guy is going to be an impactful 49er for a very long time. I don't know if you can say that necessarily about other franchises who haven't shown as much, I guess, financial literacy I, I don't know like like have not been able to you know properly uh dole out those contracts so i mean i i feel confident mark that this draft number one the 49ers have done a pretty good job and we'll dig more into this as we move towards the draft but i've done a pretty good job of hitting on those late round guys um but then also identifying who they need to retain and it doesn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily matter where you were taken in the draft also um, just because you're a first-round pick, Javon Kinlaw is, is probably not going to be a part of the team for very much longer. Um, just because you are a fifth-round pick doesn't mean that you can't get the largest tight end contract in history. Just because you are a third-round pick doesn't mean you can't get paid like a top-flight linebacker. Um, so the 49ers, I think, also because of the, the cap jumping, will have 
hopefully, maybe not this offseason, but in the future, um, a little more financial flexibility. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, the, I know that the uh, the pandemic was really difficult for the 49ers and, and really for everyone in the NFL because the expected jump in the cap and, and the money was expected to go up and then suddenly it just took a dive and everyone had to adjust and figure things out on the fly. But but now everything's recovered and, and the cap is going up again. Uh, so the Niners, along with you know everyone else in the NFL, got through that kind of rough period. And now I think the the plan, you know, has resumed. And and I mean, this has been a long-term thing for the 49ers. The second that they drafted Nick Bosa, they were planning and hoping that he deserved a, the gigantic extension that he's likely to get later on this offseason. So it's been years in the making this offseason has. It's not like this crazy do or die. If they don't hit everything, they're going to be terrible offseason. But this is a plan that has been years in the making. Um, so the idea that they're figuring this out as they're going, and I'm not saying that you're implying that at all, but it's just sometimes the idea that we get as fans, like, oh, what are they doing this offseason? They're letting all this talent. Know. Like, this has been well thought out for years, like literal years. This has been on their board figuring out how the 2023 offseason was going to go. Uh, and they haven't given me much of a reason to think that they're going to screw things up in a major way. Uh, so in, in, until they, they prove me wrong there, I'll, I'll, I think I'll have some faith in that there. But uh, you're right. I mean, this is this is a big offseason and they're, and they're going to need to hit in a few places where maybe you weren't expecting some hits. Well, we move closer to a, a literal year of the 415ers, of course, as we hey. started last season. So, hey. Coming up on 365 days, not too <laughs> far away, Mark. Uh, it's been a lot of fun in our first offseason doing this podcast on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Uh, that'll wrap it up for this episode. We appreciate you tuning in, as always, two times a week in the offseason. And uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. We appreciate you. Hope that the Niners are able to make some moves in the meantime. And uh, we'll certainly keep an eye out, as we hope you do, too, for the next episode. Uh, appreciate you. We'll talk to you next time.